And so work we do, the passenger and I, work very hard at our disguise. For the past several years, we have had dating Dexter, designed to present a cheerful and, above all, normal face to the world. This charming production featured Rita as the girlfriend, and it was in many ways an ideal arrangement, since she was as uninterested in sex as I am, and yet wanted the companionship of an understanding gentleman. And Dexter really does understand. Not humans, romance, love, and all that gabble. No. What Dexter understands is the lethally grinning bottom line. How to find the utterly deserving among Miami's oh-so-many candidates for that final dark election to Dexter's modest Hall of Fame. This does not absolutely guarantee that Dexter is a charming companion. The charm took years of practice and it is the pure artificial product of great laboratory skill. But alas for poor Rita, battered by a terribly unfortunate and violent first marriage, she can't seem to tell the margarine from the butter. All well and good. For two years, Dexter and Rita cut a brilliant swath across the Miami social scene, noticed and admired everywhere. But then, Through a series of events that might well leave an enlightened observer somewhat skeptical, Dexter and Rita had become accidentally engaged. And the more I pondered on how to extricate myself from this ridiculous fate, the more I realized that it was a logical next step in the evolution of my disguise. A married Dexter, a Dexter with two ready-made children, is surely a great deal further from seeming to be anything at all like what he really is. A quantum leap forward, onto a new level of human camouflage. And then there are the two children. It may seem strange that someone whose only passion is for human vivisection should actually enjoy Rita's children, but he does. I do. Mind you, I don't get all weepy-eyed at the thought of a lost tooth, since that would require the ability to feel emotion, and I am quite happily without any such mutation. But on the whole, I find children a great deal more interesting than their elders, and I get particularly irritable with those who cause them harm. In fact, I occasionally search them out. And when I track these predators down, and when I am very sure that they have actually done what they have been doing, I make sure they are quite unable to do it ever again, and with a very happy hand unspoiled by conscience. So the fact that Rita had two children from her disastrous first marriage was far from repellent, particularly when it became apparent that they needed Dexter's special parenting touch to keep their own fledgling dark passengers strapped into a safe, snug, dark car seat until they could learn how to drive for themselves. For presumably as a result of the emotional and even physical damage inflicted on Cody and Aster by their drug-addled biological father, they too had turned to the dark side, just like me. And now they were to be my children, legally as well as spiritually. It was almost enough to make me feel that there was some guiding purpose to life after all. And so there were several very good reasons for Dexter to go through with this. But Paris?
I don't know where it came from, this idea that Paris is romantic. Aside from the French, has anyone but Lawrence Welk ever thought an accordion was sexy? And wasn't it by now clear that they don't like us there, and they insist on speaking French, of all things? Perhaps Rita had been brainwashed by an old movie, something with a perky-plucky blonde and a romantic, dark-haired man, modernist music playing as they pursue each other around the Eiffel Tower and laugh at the quaint hostility of the dirty Galois-smoking man in the beret. Or maybe she had heard a Jacques Brel record once and decided it spoke to her soul. Who can say? But somehow, Rita had the notion firmly welded into her steel-trap brain that Paris was the capital of sophisticated romance, and the idea would not come out without major surgery. So on top of the endless debate,